0: You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. We're speaking with Jeremy Lassen. He's the publisher of Nightshade Books. Thank you for joining me, Jeremy.
1: Hey, always great to talk with you, uh,
0: Jeremy. Uh, let's talk about the Hugo's this year.
1: Uh, the award season begins early, sort of like our election cycle, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jump right into it. Um, it's, I mean, there's been some really incredible standout novels and some, you know, obviously some very high-profile novels um, in the science fiction field this year. Um, kind of probably the big one that uh, I haven't read yet, but is gonna, you know. Inevitably, be on the Hugo ballot um, is the new William Gibson novel, *Spook Country*.
0: Really? Now, I I, I agree. I, I'm certain it will be on the ballot. But the one that jumped to the forefront of my mind was uh, Ian McDonald's *Brazil*.
1: That's actually one of my favorites. Um, and considering the the last novel that he wrote in the same you know in the same setting um, was also on the Hugo ballot. Um, I I would be surprised to not see Brazil there. I think that was one of the standout novels of the year.
0: It was in uh, uh, the—Interzone is doing a review issue, you know, best of the year, and we were impugned, please don't everybody review a certain novel set in South America. (laughs) So I can see that that's going to be a real heavy-duty favorite. Now, it's interesting. The William Gibson novel, though, it's nominally science fiction. It's also fairly much of a mainstream novel, other than having William Gibson's name attached to it.
1: Yeah, but he's one of those guys that it's, it's an event book. And even his last novel was, you know, 20 minutes into the future kind of a thing. It was more science fiction. This one is more science fictional than science fiction. But he's, you know, one of the favorite sons of modern science fiction and, um, you know, one of the more recognizable names, I I would think that the, you know, the people who vote on the ballot would would still put it up there. Um, Another one that's actually, I think, is a long shot, and it's kind of like from the other side of the fence, is um, Michael Shaban's new novel, or, you know, old novel, The Yiddish Policeman's Union.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, not surprising. Yeah, I, I can see that as being having a a, a real shot. It, it's an alternate history set in a world where the um, Jewish migration was sent to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and I think that kind of gets to a core dichotomy of of the Hugo Ballot. You know, there's a a perfectly, you know, a, a totally science fiction novel that you know is coming from the literary side or the you know, side of commercial fiction rather than the genre side. And so I, that's why I think that one's a long shot. But, um, you know, Gibson's Spook Country, you know, Gibson came up in science fiction and has moved to mainstream. And I think even though that novel is less science fiction, it just seems like the voting patterns of the Hugo would, would lend itself to, you know, Spook Country ending up on the ballot and not the Shaven novel. Although, you know, I hope that's not the case. Um, another another favorite of mine that I think is a long shot, but I would love to see it up there is uh, M. John Harrison's Nova Swing.
0: Oh, he's a wonderful writer, and, and that's a that's a great book. It's a little more accessible, I think, than than Light was.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think it's it's more accessible than Light, um, but it certainly got had less of a profile this year. I mean, it it didn't get the all the attention that Light got. I I don't think this year. Um, so as you say, it's far more accessible. Um, you know, he's always, you know, on the darker side of things, but, um, but this is, I think, less dark than, um, than his last novel, Light. Boy, there's a, a bad turn of phrase there. But his last novel is a bit grittier and grimmer than, than Nova Swing is, though. So he's always a bit grim.
0: You know, somebody, it strikes me, who is actually teaching, uh, I think, Clarion West with Cory Doctorow, whose novel is science fiction, comes from a literary direction. Somebody you don't expect to see in the Hugo Ballot, but I think could be on the Hugo Ballot, is Chuck Palahniuk's new novel, which is science fiction, set in the future with these car crash parties. The title escapes me, of course, at this moment. But um, he's actually claimed he's writing a science fiction trilogy, right? uh, and he's a very high-profile literary writer and, and you know a, a cultural phenomenon and I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe some science some science fiction people pick that up and and pop that somewhere in at least in you know bubbling up through the nomination categories right, see, at right. the at that's the end of the year
1: that's an interesting thought because um you know he's already been placed he, his um lullaby i guess it was was nominated for a stoker award within the horror genre um a couple years back so you know he's definitely been embraced by you know genre fiction readers, so that's that's definitely a possibility.
0: Well, he's also definitely embraced genre fiction because I remember right, I, I think I first talked to him right before Lullaby came out, and he said I'm going to write horror, and he was very interested in Ira Levin. And uh, when I talked to him about his new novel, he stated I'm going to write science fiction. I'm wondering what genre he'll go to next.
1: <laughs> That'll be interesting to see. Um, well, another. Um, Another novel I think is a shoe-in, and I think is definitely on categories. Um, one of my favorite novels of the year, uh, 13, or Black Man, by Richard Morgan. Well, that's um, an
0: interesting thought. Yeah, I love that book.
1: He's, he's had a, a, a profile that's always been pretty high. I mean, Altered Carbon hit with a big splash, and I think he's got some nominations in the past, and I think he's just been getting better and better, and I think, you know, uh, 13 is, is kind of a shoe-in. I think it's um, you know, as commercially accessible as any of his books, it's non-series, so anybody can pick it up. And so I'd be very surprised and disappointed if 13 wasn't on the list, because it, it, it was definitely one of the standout novels of the year. But uh, you mentioned Cory Doctorow. Um, his, uh, his short fiction collection from Thundermouth, that came out this year, didn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, overclocked.
1: Overclocked. I think that should definitely be on the ba- ballot. Um, I love Cory Doctorow's short fiction um, I think he's just spectacular, and that that collection I'd love to see
0: on the ballot. I'd be I'd be shocked if it weren't on the ballot, and I'd be probably more shocked if it didn't end up at the top. He again, like, he is uh, to science fiction what uh, Chuck Palahniuk is to literary fiction. He's uh, somewhat of a cultural phenomenon with the Boeing, net and all his activism with the you know fighting the DCMA right, and the, right. the the copy the copy left laws. I, I, I think that. Uh, he draws in a lot of people and a lot of readers for science fiction, um, from a much more wider audience.
1: Absolutely. Well speaking of um, somebody who draws in readers from a wider audience, another author like that um, is Charlie Strauss.
0: Oh his, yes. Boy, his I keep novels, forgetting this guy. <laughs>
1: you totally appeal to, you know, the 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 gamers and the, the slash dotters and the you know, the coders and the tech the, you know, the tech people. You know, he's a uh, a, a coder, of computer scientist himself, and um, his last novel that just came out this year, Halting State, um, was just a, a riot. It was just nonstop pacing, action, um, and just filled with tons and tons of, you know, in jokes, both science fiction in jokes, but uh, more explicitly, uh, you know, gaming jokes and tech jokes. Um, I mean, it was a oh, uh, just if you have any. Into some of the kind of geek subculture, tech subculture stuff, um, Charlie Strauss's Halting State just shines. is great.
0: Uh, I I love that book, and and it's just it's not only very funny, it's it's really popping with ideas that are very au courant, and, and I think that that also w- will give it some gravitas as it heads towards the, the what looks to be a slog, uh, a, a real wrestling match for <laughs> for the for the Hugos. Let me ask you. I get. Werner Vingy, Did it, Rainbow's End was was two thousand six, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Well, because that was another one that reminded me a bit of the the Gibson, and ostensibly he's working on uh, uh yet another, uh Tyne uh sequel coming up. So I think that that might be a shoo But in the interim, uh, I have to mention one of my favorite books of the year, Cat, Kathleen Gunen. Uh, in more times and she's uh, been somebody who's commanded a lot of critical respect within the science fiction genre and I, I think that she could very well hopefully capitalize on that and on the i think the wider appeal of this particular book to to uh get herself a, a hugo nomination because i think that book is really really special
1: um yeah and when we talked last time um, i hadn't read that novel but um definitely her short story um that was in eclipse one um Electric rains, actually, I think it was an eclipse one, but I know the post apocalyptic short story she had was just one of the standout short fiction pieces that I read this year um so i'm I'm a big goon fan as well and but I'd like to see that short story on the ballot
0: I think that we're going to see uh, quite a few nominations out of uh, Eclipse and also uh fast forward as well
1: yeah, yeah um although it's it's funny there's a um you don't see Bruce sterling short fiction as much as you'd like to but he yeah. had at least two pieces out one in eclipse one and one in uh fnsf this year um and actually my favorite i have to go um to, to the one that gordon published in fnsf the kiosk it's oh. just this great hyper dense modern technolism ah, it's just really great i mean it, it it's kind of it kind of demonstrates how bruce sterling was doing what you know, Strauss and Doctorow were doing, you know, he was doing it 20 years ago, and uh, he's still got his chops. I mean, the kiosk is just great.
0: Yes, and, and uh, Cory Doctorow has been actually reading The Hacker Crackdown, and he has a podcast of the entire Hacker Crackdown book written by Sterling back in the mid-'80s.
1: Yeah, and- no, I, I, man, I remember when that book came out, and it was, I don't know, for me, it's such a, a formative um, – nonfiction book because of its you know, just its look at um, you know modern political culture and you know the overreach of an you know, overbearingness of a of that you know kind of a law enforcement culture can have well, and it's just I thought an important piece of kind of history and journalism um, and you know from from sterling's unique you know view as a science fiction writer he just had some tremendous insights
0: well, I at the time when I read it, I was working at uh, Quotron Systems, which was uh, uh, one of the proto uh, companies to help form the Internet because they were distributing stock quotes all, right. all over the country, and they were using all these backbones. And I was remember reading that and and being immersed in all this, you know, early TCP/IP networking and UUCP networking, and thinking, "Wow, this is just this is." I'm living in the future. We're living in the future, and the yeah. future is not really great. Is I know. It? No, I
1: was I was in a I was I was at UC Irvine in a, a computer science major at the time, and you know and had been a big consumer of Steve Jackson's you know gaming products you know up through my adolescence, and you know just so much of that really resonated. You know, I was immersed in you know the kind of a lot of the theory and computer science of you know, networking, distributed computing, and, and just so, it seems so horribly relevant at the time that there was this new frontier that was just, you know, a lack of, um, you know, kind of like traditional assumptions about this new frontier, of, you know, of, of privacy or due process and stuff like that. And, you know, it seems like, sadly, the, the excesses of Operation Sundown, you know, our, our culture has inherited, you know, the wrong parts
0: yeah of that, we, of that sad story yeah we've we've learned the the wrong lesson and not the right lesson from the hacker <laughs> cracked <laughs> people
1: aren't listening to science fiction authors enough. I think that's
0: really really
1: what it comes down to
0: now. Um, Rudy Rucker had a, had a, a couple of novels out last year if i'm not mistaken or maybe they i'm trying to remember oh
1: yeah the, i mean his his one um his latest one post singular
0: yes yes and i think that that's also R- rudy rucker's been around for a long time um and he's you know a seminal core influence for a lot of the, the cyberpunk stuff the you know software wetware um that, that trilogy was, I, I remember reading that in cheesy paperbacks and just kind of freaking out because of how weird and funny and, and, yeah. and, and over the top it was. And or, or
1: the Hacker and the Ants. Yes. Yeah, he was just, uh, wow, kind of, I mean, just great stuff. And really captured, um, you know, kind of like Sterling did, except to an even, even bigger degree, that kind of, of, of technological, you know, subcul- the techno subculture. You know, he had professors and, you know, and computer scientists who were the characters and protagonists. You know, he had these, these proto kind of hackers, except they they weren't the, the super cool William Gibson, noir, or Raymond Chandler-infused, you know, cyberpunk hackers. They were, you know...
0: The, the guys dweeb next see. door. <laughs>
1: yeah, the guys you'd see on the university campus or, <laughs> you know, at, uh, you know, the Park Xerox Lab or, you know, stuff like that. They really kind of... Capture that, and he's still, you know, definitely got that vibe. And you know, he was called the Godfather of Cyberpunk, and you know, I mean, he's certainly maintained a, a Godfather role to kind of post-singularity fiction. And I, I thought his new novel, Post-Singularity, was just really great. And, and... post
0: singularity Post-singular, yes. One thing, uh, one novel that that we talked about before, and I'm wondering if if it's going to pop up in the radar for, is there a best first novel? I think there is. No, I can't remember. Um, is uh, Austin Grossman's "Soon I Will Be Invincible" as a science fiction novel? I think it's really, really interesting in that the way it's worked out its alternate timeline, its alternate history. It's really funny. It's a, it's quite a spectacular debut, and I, I'd like to see it end up somewhere on there. If nothing else, maybe I, I put him in the, the William Campbell Awards.
1: Right, right. No, and <clears throat> I think I think a, a novel like that, the um, kind of superhero subgenre you don't really see it reflected very well on the Hugo ballots. And I think it's a reflection of, uh, you know, there's there's another category of science fiction that never flies very well, you know, in awards ballots. And that's kind of like the, the alien abduction um, novels. And I think there's some kind of ingrained, you know, self-consciousness of, amongst core science fiction readers of the kind of stereotypes of science uh, that other people have of science fiction. You know, the kind of Roswell, UFO, call, you know, you can't really write a successful, you know, novel that's embraced by the science fiction community um, about alien abduction. And, and you no, you're right. And I think superheroes also fall in that category because it's, you know, too reflective of, you know, the kind of, like, geeky adolescent, you know, thing that a lot of science fiction fans can be overly sensitive to, you know, the perception that we're just a, a bunch of, um, you know...
0: Propeller beanie yeah, guys with and, glasses. you know,
1: <laughs> t- you know, teenage boys who just, you know, are seeking wish-fulfillment fantasies. And so, you know, superheroes have that stigma. You know, comics have that stigma, and superhero comics do. Um, and so, you know, there really hasn't been, you know, much of a popular embrace, I mean, outside of... You know, the, the Wild Card series, which was, you know, a, a pretty, you know, solid cult success for its time, the shared world series that George Martin edited. But, um, you know, I'd love to see that Grossman novel on the list, but it, it, that's another one that I think is going to be a long shot, because just because of some of these ingrained, you know, biases and, and blind spots. You know, it's the same reason why I think, you know, the, the, the Shaven novel is sort of a long shot
0: well a couple of names that i think are going to pop up on the ballot I, one one novel novel naomi novick's empire of the ivory
1: oh yeah yeah that that series was enormously popular really good
0: oh it's just phenomenally well written and it's really enjoyable and and, and i think going forward is that well going against it is that it's the fourth book in a series and right that's, right. A, that's
1: always a uh, Achilles heel
0: yeah, uh, but going forward it is a mass market paperback so it's easy to get and pretty cheap and, and also you know the 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 rumors that the movie deal that she signed with uh, Peter Jackson to right. develop those into films I think that might bring a lot of people's eyes, eyeballs in, in her direction and she's a she's an interesting gal too as well now uh, uh, Elizabeth Baer. How many novels did she publish last year? <laughs> I, I think I lost track. You, you published a couple, right? Did, no no, no, no I, I didn't
1: publish any of her novels last year. I did her first collection um, the previous year.
0: But uh, so, there was there were a couple there was a subterranean novel. there was yeah, a,
1: there was a subterranean novel. There was a novel from Rock or two novels from Rock. There
0: two was, novels from Rock. Yeah, I think there so. was
1: a novel from, um, from Bantam, and there was the, the collaborative novel she did for tour. So she had, and you know, and that might end up hurting her on, you know, on the on the when it when the metal hits the road, so to speak, um, you know, splitting the vote of the bear fans amongst a lot of different novels. Um, you know, that's always a worry with somebody as prolific as her. I mean, Jay Lake is, hasn't had the number of novels that she's had, but he's another writer that's extremely prolific. Um, and but he had just the one novel come out, Mainspring which has gotten a lot of lot of good reviews. I mean, that one has, you know...
0: That has a lot of potential because he, he, he's he's really active in the community and he, you know, edits um, that anthology with... Uh, Over
1: at Wheatland, Polyphony. Yeah,
0: yeah, Polyphony, right, right. And, and so he, he's got a, a, a lot of eyeballs on him and, and that's a really interesting novel, too. It's a yeah, lot I mean, of fun.
1: That's a, that's a classic kind of big idea, you know, novel that just, you know, is audacious, and it's kind of like, you know, in your face, just throw this huge idea up there and just run with it, this audacious idea, and just runs with it, the idea of a kind of a clockwork universe, and, oh, yeah, no, that, I mean, that's definitely, I'd love to see, I love Jay, and I love that book, so I'd definitely love to see that one on the ballot.
0: Well, we will return to this subject and as as time goes by and as things start to fall down and and we'll be speaking again with uh, Jeremy Lassen, publisher of Nightshade Books. Thank you for joining me, Jeremy.
1: My pleasure. Always great to talk with you, Rick. <laughs>